Welcome back for another episode of Lead with Purpose podcast with me, Shishing Young, where we talk about purpose, marketing, mindset, and how to launch, grow, and scale a purpose-driven business. Today we have Julie Hogbin with us. I am super excited to welcome Julie. Julie is a published author, a crypto miner, investor, podcaster, and creator of Conscious Leadership Code. Julie has got a vast experience of lots of different jobs, positions, and so on, but I'm going <laughs> to let her tell us more about that. So welcome, Julie. Hello, and thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to this um, interview. <laughs> I am so glad you're here. So Julie, before we start... Yeah. Would you like to walk us through the journey of, um, because you, you've done a plethora of things, so would you like to kind of walk us through the journey of where you were and where you are now, where you are this purpose-driven um, entrepreneur who is trying to help, I don't, yeah, who are you trying to help, you know, like to, to go through that journey with us so we wow. can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, okay. So, um so for those of you that are listening that maybe are not going to see a video and can only hear my voice, I'm in my seventh decade, um, ne- nearly halfway through it. So I've had a lot of uh, life experiences. So um, I'm going to truncate it. I started off. So I left school the first day I could school, as in the education system, the first day I could, um, which was a Tuesday. I remember it really clearly. I walked on the on the Wednesday, I walked down to my local high street, got a job, started on the Thursday and I've worked ever since. A lot of that time I was working for other people. So I had the proverbial job taking in a salary. Um, and And at the time. I was really, 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 really good with numbers. I could calculate. Um, calculations faster than somebody could do them on a calculator at the time can't do it anymore because I've lost the practice but it was a bit of a party piece people used to throw calculations at me at parties and I'd give them the answer quicker than someone could work it out on a calculator which led me to working in the accountancy field for a number of years and I ended up not qualified because you could do it back in the day as part of the management accountancy team in a um a factory down in in Greenwich for those of you who know SE10 it was the smelly factory by the edge of the Blackwall Tunnel it's not there anymore and I worked there for a number of years in various positions and then I went into financial accountancy um, and then from that and that was in private business and manufacturing basically and then I went from that into auditing so I so I've changed roles I've changed jobs I've changed positions I've changed companies um I've never really stayed anywhere longer than I've never had a job like a proper job in a position for maybe more than three years I always changed so there was always a need in me for I'm going to say personal growth personal development I would never have called it that back then ever Mm -hmm. It was just I got bored. Um, so then I ended up in auditing for a retailer, uh, which I I loved, actually, because it gave me freedom away from the desk. I wasn't desk bound. Um, I got a company car and I went round the retail stores, the outlets, food and non-food, 
and audited them basically. So looked at how they were operating against their systems, their processes. And what I found, and then we had to rewrite a report and that would go to the area manager. Then that would get discussed with the store manager. And quite often they were beaten, not physically, but you know, metaphorically beaten about the report I'd written. And I didn't like it because I was going in, doing the report and not helping them. Yeah. So I ended up very quickly, I learned my lesson, very quickly what I would do, I'd go in, do the audit, find out what was wrong, what was right. I would help them put right the things that were wrong so that when I wrote the report, it was better than it would have been had I not have helped them, Um, which really triggered something in me about supporting people. So I went from that into systems implementation. So working with um, electronic point of sale when it first arrived into retail. And I ended up, because of my financial background, I ended up teaching the cash office side of, of systems, which was really interesting because I didn't have a great knowledge of computers. They weren't really about then, weirdly, but you know, that's an age difference. So I was, not only did I teach it, I was learning it one step in advance of the people I was training it to. And if there was a problem, I was actually discovering what the problem was so that I could create a process and a system that allowed them to do it properly to give them the best result. That then led me into um, an awareness that there was something called management development within that company. And they were teaching managers and leaders within the business how to manage and lead. And I looked at some of the results they were getting. And I remember saying to my colleague at the time, they're not doing a very good job. I could do better than that. And then one of these individuals decided to leave. And my colleague said to me, well, why don't you put your body where your mouth is and apply for the job? (laughs) Oh, God. And I said, I can't do that. I can't get up in front of a group of people and talk. Anyway, long story short. Um, I applied for the job. I got the job. Somebody obviously saw something in me that I didn't recognise as such, um, got the job. And from then, which was probably when I was about, I'm going to say late 20s, I have been working in the leadership and management development field um, as an employee within the retail company, um, as a consultant, and I did a three-year contract with the uh, with PwC, so PricewaterhouseCoopers, for the Department of Work and Pensions. That really got me heavily into coaching. Um, that particular program was a change, a change program for the Department of Work and Pensions when the pensions agency was actually set up. It was huge. I mean, I was traveling up and down the country. Did that for three years. Um, And I did that because I took an opportunity of a redundancy from the retailer that I was working for. And I leapt at it because they gave us an outplacement service as well. So I left the company knowing that I wanted to go and do consultancy work. Um, I also, at that same time, was doing, interesting um, talking to you about this, I ended up doing self-marketing for an outplacement company in London, which at the time was called Coots. Then it turned to rights coots, and I don't even know whether it exists anymore. But I was teaching people who had taken redundancy how to market themselves. Mm. So I did that. Um, 
And ever since then, I've been in learning and development. And the last position I was in was in 2000. Well, I left it in 2011, but I was a partnership. I was a partner in a firm and we worked exclusively with the third sector, the nonprofit sector. Um, so local authorities, government, charities, that that field rather than private, which I've been mm -hmm. in before. Um, and that was a very value driven thing. Um, and then when I left that in 2011, I didn't know what I was going to do, really. So I sort of went on a bit of a journey and I've gone through Forex trading, Internet marketing, um, multi-level marketing, property investing, got into crypto. Um, I sort of gave up what I knew. I didn't do any development, management development, leadership development. I fell out of love with it because I was fed up with working with people who had been sent to me to be repaired mm. by their companies rather than working with people who were choosing to personally develop. Mm -hmm. um, so I sort of fell out, out of love with it for a few years. And over the last, I don't know, maybe four years, I've started slowly but surely to come back into it. But coming into it from my perspective of all of the knowledge I've gained over all of the years because I I continuously learn. Mm. So that's sort of where I am now. Mm. It's mm. quite a journey. I think it's quite interesting. And the reason why I ask all the guests this question is because we tend to go on a journey that leads to this point where we are now and usually accumulates with all of the information or all the knowledge that we've had built up through our lives. Like you yeah. just said now, like you're gathering everything that you learn through your experience, right? And then now yeah. you are on this other end. Because sometimes we think that we just arrive here and we just become this purpose-driven entrepreneur that just no, wants to change no. the world and help the world and do the no. thing that we do. But usually there is a reason why we're here. So why do you think that you are now doing um, what you do? What, what is it about that journey that led you to where you are now, where you want to help people? Who, who do you want to help at this point, Julie? Uh, where, so, where you currently are so I'm I'm I've semi-launched something called the conscious leadership code which is something I'm I'm developing currently I know what it is and I'm creating the the um, content for it I I really want to support help encourage challenge whatever that looks like people who are stuck mm -hmm. I know that's a it's it's a word that means so much and I love language so I appreciate stuck is different things for different people but people who are looking to do more looking to be more looking to and want more and maybe they want it or need it two completely different things but they're and I use the word trying knowing you either do or you don't so people who are wanting more but for some reason haven't quite managed to achieve it um, and I can include myself in some of that mm -hmm. over the years so what I'm doing I'm going to do the conscious leadership code which is basically self-leadership so for anybody and it's based on on three premises which is self-awareness self-expression so actually so a knowing who you are what you are what your values are what your principles are even if you, if you know, you might not even know what they are. And if yeah. you don't know what you what they are, you're going to get the results that come from who you are. So self-awareness, who you are, 
self-expression, getting you and your message out, which is sometimes just being able to open your mouth in a group of people, different things for different folks, and then self-mastery. And self-mastery is truly around where you respond rather than react. You respond to yourself and all of the stuff that you have that you carry with you through your life. Um, And also you respond when people are talking to you and interacting with you. So your self-mastery is around managing, controlling, dealing with, working through, working with your values, your principles, your emotions, your background, everything that makes you who you are. Mm -hmm. So and it comes in four guises. So it's self-awareness, self-expression, self-mastery. That's the that's the end result Mm -hmm. is Mm self-mastery. But it comes through what's your intention? So what do you really want? Um, And then you don't always know what you want because your intention can be unconscious as well as conscious. So what's your intention? And if you don't know what it is, let's design it. Um, Influence. Sorry, inspire is the next one. So when we are doing things differently, we need to inspire ourselves to do them, let alone anybody else that is around us or who we are working with. Mm. So um, intention, inspire. Then we have to influence so that's in our language, it's in our, you know, our expressions, it's having the confidence to say what it is we're doing. And then those three things. So with the intention, what it leads to is impact. Mm. So your the impact is the result you're having, the result for you, but also the result for others. Mm. So it's it's it, for me, it actually sounds quite simple, but I've been working with this for a long time. And I know because I've been through it and I'm and I still go through it because I don't rest on my laurels there's a lot to it because it's basically dealing with your core values your core beliefs and then if they serve you keep them if they don't serve you adjust them yeah them in the right order but then how does that translate out into working with other people earning money whether it's a job or you're out on your own as a you know an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. how does that then translate into the impact that you want to make in the world Mm. for you for your loved ones for those you cherish Mm. um so that's that's what I'm doing um it will be a membership it will be a membership site it'll be courses as well because it can go into business for employees but it can also work for individuals you know like myself if I'd have had this nine years ago yeah I'd be in I'd be in a business-wise I'd be in a better place yeah because I mean I think it's a journey isn't it though yeah I don't think you can rush I mean you can rush and you can teach the strategies which you I'm sure you will do in your membership I think it does speed up the process because sometimes we're just aimlessly trying to find this thing that we can connect with and we want to make a difference but in what we don't even know what our values and what, what yeah. our beliefs are how we're going to connect yeah. with them so I think yeah. this is really powerful so can we talk just a little bit about because a big part of this this self-awareness self-expression self-mastery and intentions and all of this essentially yeah. needs to lead to um self-leadership uh, because that's what it's yeah. about leading ourselves yeah. to make that impact isn't it so yeah. can we talk a little bit about self-leadership and 
what that looks like to you and how we can improve our own sense of self-leadership perhaps to lead us forward in doing delivering the impact we want to deliver yeah yes definitely um self-leadership see we we all lead and there's that old age adage of are we a leader's made or born and of course it's both we are all born and we are all a leader we don't all have leadership skills so leadership skills with all the research that's been done across decades and decades and decades one of the things with true leadership like good effective leadership is that leaders have to be honest they have to be congruent um, they have to be able to express themselves they have to be compassionate, you know, and there's lots and lots and lots of research come up with those key areas. And one of the one of the things that gets me and I mean, I've worked for and with a lot of people over decades. I mean, yes. seriously, I've worked with probably over 30,000 individuals within business, you know, singularly and in groups and you know, speaking on stages. Many people are not honest with themselves, let alone anybody else. And then they, when they are honest, they don't know how to express it. So for me, self-leadership is around A, being honest with yourself and with others and learning how to express it in a manner that allows people to hear the message, take it on board and do something with it. And there is such an emotional attachment to words that we as individuals have to know and understand the words we're using and the impact they can have on others and be really honest around maybe not using labels. So explaining things in a better way. And also, especially if we manage other people, recognising that leadership can destroy people or poor leadership, poor management can mm. destroy people's lives. Mm. So self-leadership is around having respect and self-esteem for self and compassion for self, because we're not perfect. Nothing is perfect. Perfection is in the eye of the beholder, but also being able to express that for and to others. And if you're managing others within a business to, um, I'm going to say, look after them, have compassion for them, that doesn't mean they run riot it doesn't mean that they don't have goals mm. they do but it's it's enabling performance for self and others in the best possible way mm. and there are skills to it that absolutely everybody can learn yeah i think that's really interesting how you said that um i think it, it, that there's that distinction that we're all born as leaders but we need good leadership skills in order to, to lead. And I think that's, uh, I've never thought of it in that way. Some people are more born leaders better than others, but actually it's just a skill that can be learned, isn't it? Because yeah. if we learn those skills to lead, whatever it may be, or you know, it could be self-expression, it could be anything, and that's related, we naturally are gonna become better leaders or a leader. Yeah, so I, I quite I really like that. So, and you also mentioned goals as well when you were talking about um, when you're leading others that you're not really kind of taking over the goals they they have to set goals and you have to set goals. So, how does one 
I mean, you must have set so many goals through your lives because you kept progressing and moving forward where there is different things or exploring. Maybe exploration is part of your goal. I know for me, growth is a big part of me. So I'm always growing and that's a big part of my goal in my life. So how does one set clearer goals um, based on self-leadership or because that's interlinked as well, isn't it? So if we lead ourselves better, we need to have goals or does it work the other way around? Well, it's interesting because, and many people do not realise this, we are goal-driven creatures. Mm. Everything we do is to achieve a goal. Mm. And very often we are completely unconscious about what those goals are. Mm. So... Um, I'll just give you a, a, a classic example. You come home from work or you, you, you're at home doing whatever it is you're doing. You've got a goal to write a report, write a book, create a program. And you end up and you find yourself sat on the sofa with a bottle of wine, watching some bizarre film or program or reality series. And then you go to bed and you wake up and you think, why didn't I do what I did? Why didn't I do what I said I was going to do? Mm. And in reality, drinking the bottle of wine slumped on the sofa, watching whatever it is that's on the TV, is fulfilling a need within us, whatever that need is. And that need is a goal. Mm. So when we are truly conscious of our own self-leadership, we can work out what it is we need, why we need it, why that sat on the sofa with the bottle of wine is serving us because it does in one guise or another. Mm. And then we can create our own, from our own value system, a set of, I'm going to say processes, but principles that then guide our every behavior. So we make our goals, our intentions conscious. So it's okay to sit on the sofa with a bottle of wine watching TV if that is what you have decided you're going to do on that Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night between 8 and 10 or whatever. And then what happens is we end up not beating ourselves up the following morning because we didn't do the thing we said we were going to do. So we keep our commitments and honesty to ourselves mm. as well as to others. Mm. Uh, so we are all goal-driven all of the time and that's the point of the intention in the conscious leadership code let's make the intentions conscious because mm. a lot of our goals in that way I guess is unconscious like you say we're sitting down to have a bottle of wine or even a glass of wine even if we're not going to finish that bottle yeah. it is because we are trying to fulfill a need within us but maybe for most people it's unconscious what it is that we're actually wanting, what is that goal? I mean, sometimes it could be um, self-sabotage, right? Sometimes yes. when we give up our goals as well, yeah. that, that we consciously made, maybe our conscious mind is telling us, oh, don't do it. Yeah. Um, so how do we distinguish between what is a real goal and what, you know, like con conscious goals versus subconscious goals or destructive goals versus proactive goals so how do we because sometimes it's good to sit on the sofa and drink a glass yeah. of wine and watch yeah. tea but yeah. how do we distinguish whether that particular time is a good 
good one and then another time it may not be uh we're, we're conscious of the decisions we make mm. so when we are when we consciously design our goals and very often goals are for change very often right um when we change we have to change our habits when we change our habit, so we change something that we were doing into something else. Um, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a classic example. And this is one I'm currently on at the moment. So mm -hmm. I want to redistribute. I want to get fit and I want to redistribute some weight into the wherever it goes. Yeah. I don't want it anymore. I've had, I've had it long enough. Um, for me to do that, my shopping habits need to change. My cooking habits need to change. Mm -hmm. My going to the gym or exercise habits need to change. Mm -hmm. Now, for them to change, I have to do something differently. So I could sit in front of my computer all day, every day, creating and writing. Mm -hmm. If I do that, I'm not going to get my 10,000 steps in or my, you know, exercise, my squats or my lifts, whatever it is. So my values of what I value, so my one of my highest, well, honesty and freedom and education, you know, creating stuff. Mm. If I'm exercising and walking, how do I link my need for knowledge, wisdom, constant personal development? How do I link that to exercise? Because if I don't link the exercise to something I love doing, and mm. currently exercise is not something I love doing, mm. <laughs> getting there. Um, if I don't link the two together, which one's going to go? The exercise. Yeah. I'll stop doing it. So by attaching the exercise to a value that I already have, it can create it, it can make it more... <laughs> The first word that comes to head, so I'm going to say it, is bearable. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so, how you really feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, yeah. and I can appreciate the benefits of it. So mm. my, my biggest goal for fitness is climbing mountains when I'm 80. Mm. Easily, I'm going to say. Not easily, but you know, easier than I could now. So I have to combine that goal. I've got the vision, but the mm. actions to actually achieve it are something mm. very different. Mm. You know, so when I go shopping, I don't go down the wine aisle. Mm. I don't go down the sweet aisle. I don't go down the chocolate aisle or, you know, or the crisp aisle. Mm. My shopping is basically around the fruit and veg aisle. Mm. So that's where you set your intention to go yeah. into the shop with intention, that yeah. with the vision of your goal in front of you. Yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah. So I guess all of and it's and it's con and it's conscious. Yeah. Because my trolley will automatically go up the chocolate aisle. It just goes there. <laughs> I think they're programmed that way. <laughs> so I have to go. No, I'm not turning right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. conscious, conscious thought. And and the and the phrase I'm sort of working with that is success thinking. Yeah. Okay. Well, that leads us quite nicely into success um, and success thinking because I think with goal setting and habits and all of those things, 
and the choices we make all has a consequence, doesn't it? Yeah, to absolutely. that leads to something is those consequences we need to be aware and conscious of and then ultimately what we all want is success yeah. in achieving our goals yeah so what does success mean to you and what is success thinking wow success to me success to me I so it's so individual to it to every individual mm-hmm. but yeah. success to me is Oh, success to me is freedom. It's one of my highest values of doing what I want, when I want, how I want, with who I want. Being able to, you know, choose what personal development programs I access or buy. Being able to go on holiday. And I, I'm saying this, I haven't been on holiday for a while mm. um, for various reasons. But to go on holiday... And I'm not saying five, ten star hotel type things, because that's not what floats my boat. But to be able to go on holiday, to travel the world, to experience and witness other people, other lives, other ways of living, because it just broadens. For me, it broadens, gives you such a different perspective on life, because we can become very insular in our own thing. So... That's what success is for me. And this year, currently, my success criteria this year is for me to. So I've got properties. I'm a property investor. My Mm. properties are tenanted. Currently, I'm living in a rented flat. There's a big story behind that. Currently, Mm. I'm living in a rented flat. It's absolutely fine. But I want to buy my own property this year. Mm. So my success criteria this year is to have enough money either to buy or to get a mortgage you know Mm. deposit plus mortgage to buy a flat for myself that I will own because I've recognized that I'm for my own security and it's a big driver as much Mm. as I'm not a particularly secure led person I want my own property for me to live in now I could evict tenants but I don't want to do that because that's their home yeah so, yeah. you know, it's 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 an interesting process we go through when we really start to be true to self and what do we want? So I know what my, I know what this place that I'm going to buy looks like. I know yeah. where it is. I know the view from the from the balcony. Um, I've worked out my criteria for where I want to live mm. um, because that's the vision. And I, and I know, and I know this is a bit woo-woo, but when we've got that vision and it's really strong and we operate at that vibrational level to, I'm going to say, manifest the thing, and I've manifested all sorts, when I truly want something mm. and I'm focused, because you can't just manifest, it doesn't fall in your lap, but when you truly want something, you've got all your I's dotted and your T's crossed and you've got your plan and you have such a belief like a true solid sound belief that it's achievable you can do it and to and to you have to have the really solid vision of what it is you want because otherwise you'll get something similar but it might not be quite what you want because you've not got the vision right yeah right right for you not right but right for you yeah because we all have different visions to what success is I guess and I think it's quite important to also what you mentioned that you're not just sitting there manifesting. What is it called? <laughs> Manifest- you got to do the work. That word manifesting. It sounds wrong. Manifesting. Yeah, yeah, I think that could be a word if it isn't. It can be. Yeah. 
Anyway, manifesting. Yeah, manifesting. manifesting. <laughs> yeah. So if we don't do that, if we can't just stick into so here's our vision, but we don't take action with intention, like you say. Yeah, we, absolutely. I think um, yeah, that's that's really interesting, and then yeah. it's it will be um, maybe we should have a follow up um, call soon to see. Oh yeah. Okay. How when your vision materializes, and you can show us around your vision and then reality. <laughs> we could do that. Um, I just want to say something on success, yeah. actually, because I'm currently writing a book with um, I'm co-authoring a book, and it's around the working title is how to create true wealth. And I just want to mention this because so many people get this wrong. Many people think success is financial. Yeah. You earn money and it isn't. Yeah. True wealth, true success is when we are and life is a balance. Everything's in balance. You get good, bad, beautiful, ugly. You know, everything's in balance. Everything's on a spectrum. And true, true wealth is when we do have financial success whatever that looks like for us but we have health both physical and mental and it's good and we have healthy productive um connections so relationships spiritual connection whatever you want to call that but our relationships are good our health is good our connections spiritual growth is good and that can mean whatever you want to make that to mean um, and our finances are secure for us for what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So true wealth, wealth is not just financial. And when we've really got success thinking and success, we're in balance across the three. Sorry, go on. Sorry, you carry on, Julie. No, well, well, um, but many people get the balance wrong. Yeah, I was going to, that it's kind of related to uh, the question that I've got for you is do you think it's possible for a person to be successful if they are not financially stable? Based on what you just said, that there is a balance, but we all value different parts differently, right? So health is valued differently. Wealth is valued differently as in overall. But how is it possible for someone who is financially not stable or even struggling to to be successful in their lives just throwing it out there yeah do you know what my my honest answer would be no yeah and success is the criteria that we put on it and and I'm using the word deliberately Mm -hmm. whether we like money or not whether we value money or not and, and money is not was not a high value of mine Mm-hmm. Um, so I've learned this and I've had to I've had to change whether we like it or not whether we believe it or not without money without a financial I'm going to use the word you've used stability of some kind we don't survive in this world mm. because without money and especially everything that's gone on in the last year or so How do we heat our place that we live? Mm. How do we put a roof over our head? And Mm. I know there are many on the streets. How do we put food on the table? Mm. How do we how do we keep ourselves clean if we Mm. don't have money? Mm. Because we have to buy, pay for 
things yeah to live yeah now people can live on different amounts of money mm. we don't all need ten thousand pounds a month you know we can live on a lot less than that but we have to have money and my fear for many people who are for one of better and remember I'm an ex-accountant yeah for, for my fear Hence I'm asking about money <laughs> yeah for, for my fear for many people who are not financially savvy whatever mm. that might mean they tend to a live to their paycheck yeah um, and salaries aren't if you've got a paycheck salaries aren't going up as much as inflation that's why we've got all the strikes going on at the moment yeah so by default of salaries not going up to the level of inflation your standard of living drops mm. because it does because everything costs more but you don't earn anymore um and if if you are reliant on um the government and we live in a country that is really good for looking after people you know whether you agree with it or don't our government looks after people when the people know how to access what's available but if we're relying on the government and the government changes and the society is changing and this is a really mm. serious message mm. how do we know that government is going to have the money to pay out for our basic needs mm. going forward so in, in just as an example of this, so I've got a couple of tenants through no fault of their own in all reality because of lockdown, COVID and all the rest of it, no longer have a job. Mm. Um, one of them has also got mental health issues. So he gets his rent paid and he gets a certain amount of money and he's basically on disability now. So he gets a certain amount of money with, and he's paid tax his whole life, um, mm. probably in his late 50s, paid tax his whole life. He gets a certain amount of money that he can that he lives on. Another tenant, um, companies both went bust through COVID. So he's, you know, he was a self-employed individual. Um, something else happened to him. He's um, a, like a relationship breakdown, sent him on a spiral. He gets his rent paid. He gets £200 a month. Mm. And you sort of go, so he's living in one of my accommodations. It's got, um, you know, it's an HMO, House of Multiple Occupation. The, the heat and everything is paid for 200 pounds a month mm. now he uh, um for various reasons he's got a business he started a business to a degree but that 200 pounds a month doesn't pay the insurance on the van he needs to run the business mm. so he is in a real catch-22 situation mm. and 200 pounds a month I mean, would that buy, as a single person, would that buy you your food for a week? Probably, yeah. probably. Yeah. But how how well would you be living? And then would you be able to do anything else mm. to make your, your life a joy? Yeah. So it would just be much more, I mean, it's, <laughs> maybe it's possible, but it certainly make it much more difficult to feel yeah. like, yes, yeah. I'm successful i mean if you can feel successful with earning that i think that would be quite an achievement i don't think it's impossible but it would certainly make it really hard right yeah i i, I think it would so you know coming back to your question we i believe all of us doesn't mm. matter who we are where mm. we are what we're doing what we've got what we haven't got because life changes yeah we we i believe we all need to 
increase our level of financial acuity, our financial knowledge. Um, you know, and if our finances are secure, then we are more secure, full stop. Mm, mm, mm. Um, you know, and the world changes, life changes at the click of a set of fingers. And mm. and that's that's a really serious side of me. Um, because I wasn't always <laughs> I used to spend my paycheck and some, <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, I wasn't always financially as astute as I am now. I wasn't always financially um, aware. You know, I I didn't have a pension. I didn't have I didn't have money for the future. I didn't. Mm. You know, and and that's something I've learned, and I've learned it over. Well, I've learned it since two thousand and eleven. I've really changed what I do and how I do it. And that's what I want to share. You know, as much as I talk about the conscious leadership code, part of that, of course, it is it's about money. Of course, yeah. it's about money. Yeah. It's about- yeah. Uh, and, and it's far more than that. Mm. Far more than that. You know, we've got the joys of a national health service as well. Many people don't have that. Mm. Okay. So if we need to um, find out more about this, Julie. Yes. If we want to work with you and become a better conscious leader of ourselves and others and also take, you know, that intentional action and intentional creating with intention the dream life that we want, how do we get in touch with you? How do we find you? Okay. So I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Julie Hogbin. Um, okay. On Facebook, I've got both a page and a profile profile's pretty full <laughs> so you might it, people if you would like to follow the page Julie Hogbin human behaviorist or the conscious leadership code please do um or the probably the simplest way in some respects follow me because I post and I share stuff but um on my website so juliehogbin.com there's a form to to fill in mm-hmm. um and what I'm going to be doing is sending out a weekly newsletter with content it's content I am content driven so a weekly newsletter with content. Um, and that's where the bulk of all of the products that I end up creating will be. So, you know, up, up for a membership site or straight purchase. Um, I'm in the process of doing that now. So if people want to sign up, I, I do not spam. I just don't like spam. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just know it's just wrong. <laughs> so if, somebody, you. You know, if you want, if people want to sign up, go and fill in the contact form. Put conscious leadership code as a as a header and I'll know exactly where 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 you're coming from and what you mean and then that's what I'll deliver. Great. Thank you so much. I'm really Thank you. I'll be talking to you for hours and hours about this. <laughs> it's fascinating how we look at life and how we with intention choose to take the actions we choose and how we yeah. become better people better leaders and so on yeah, so yeah, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of our knowledge of our of your knowledge <laughs> and um yeah thank you you're welcome thank you for having me i've enjoyed it i will see you soon so follow juliehogburn.com everyone if you haven't already you can switch over now and do that Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you would like more tips, ideas, and thoughts on how to launch, grow, and scale a purpose-driven business and also hear from other purpose-driven entrepreneurs about their journeys, please follow the podcast. And remember, lead with purpose.